This is Chris Bellamy with the Church Collective Podcast. We're here with Jonathan Mason. How you doing, Jonathan? Doing great. Thanks for having me. So uh, it's been a couple years since we uh, met at the National Worship Leader Conference, and a lot of stuff has been going on. You want to kind of update us on what's going on with Word and everything? Yeah, for sure. Well, um, first of all, time flies. It's crazy to think that was three years ago that we connected there. Um, but uh, I mean, a lot's changed behind the scenes here at Word. We've been through a bit of a transition uh, where our company we were once owned by Warner Music Group, which is a, a big uh, global company. And uh, about two and a half years ago, uh, a guy named Mike Curb, Curb Records is is uh, what's known in the, the industry on the record label side, but he purchased uh, Word Entertainment. Now we're one company called Curb Word Entertainment. Um, and so we at Word Worship Music are still working under that umbrella and still uh, although we've been through a transition, things have changed. We still have the same vision, which is to uh, lift up songs uh, into the church world and see songs that we're a part of used for congregational worship. Very cool. So you got a new project, The Church Will Sing? Yes. Um, that's something that we were starting right around when we when we met. Um, and the impetus of it was I've only been here for about four years. And when I started um, in meetings with some of the team members, we started to realize that we had songs that um, that were written in community around here by some of it's it's really like the the hymn writers of our day, and there were songs that were written and turned in and just sitting on hard drives of computers, and we were we were starting to ask the question of like, well, what would happen if if the end goal for these songs is that the church uh, uses them and and embraces them? What would happen if we just connect directly with churches? to let them first hear the songs and then um, actually record themselves singing the songs so that they can be participating in the, the official recordings. Um, and so, yeah, we we got together. I mean, amazing songwriters like Jenny Lee Riddle that wrote Revelation Song and uh, a guy named Michael Farron has a song on here that he's a part of. Um, he wrote an older song called Let It Rain that's legendary. I think Michael W. Smith recorded it um, years and years ago. Uh, but on and on the list goes of all the writers. I mean, one of the one of the co-writers of Good Good Father, Tony Brown, has a song on here. Uh, a well-known writer, Benji Cowart, uh, writer Matt Armstrong. Um, and so, yeah, we we got these songs, and we kind of launched this project really with again the question of what would happen if. And we've seen a great response uh, with a lot of our our partners getting the word out. We've seen a lot of churches um, show a lot of interest in being a part of this, and we've. As of uh, now, released one song out of the 10 called Even Louder. So anybody that's listening could go uh, type in Even Louder, and they'd find not only the Church Will Sing version of it, but also some other great versions by other worship leaders that have uh, since re-released it as well. It's going to be a full album eventually? Yes. So um, the, the plan has definitely been modified along the way as we've We've experienced uh, a lot of interest in churches being involved. And then when it comes down to actually turning in recordings, um, we've, we've had to make it clear that we're not looking for uh, studio quality recordings of, of congregational voices, but we're, we're fine with literally the iPhones put down in the middle of the congregation as long as the songs are recorded in the same tempo and key. Um, and we have a lot of resources on our, our website, thechurchwillsing.com, to kind of go through how people can record but, um, yeah, we've modified the release schedule uh, so that more people can be involved and turn in their vocals. And uh, we're hoping to start releasing the rest of the songs 
uh, after March of this year. I see. So, so any church can add their vocals to this project is what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, we have all different ways for people to engage with it, whether they want to, uh, download our lyric videos and we have, we have split tracks connected to them where they can, they can have the click track going in the ears if they want. If they don't use any of monitors, literally they can just play it back. And as long as they have the microphone um, pointing in the other direction, we can phase out uh, the tracks that we've put on the lyric videos. Um, there's there's the stems available. Uh, there's the chord charts available if people just want to play it with an acoustic guitar. Um, the key is, again, that it has to be the same tempo and in the same key uh, to, to be a part of it. But any church is, is uh, invited. To be clear, you're looking for the actual congregation's voices, right? Yeah, congregation. So it could even be a small group. It could be a group of people on the worship team that just want to sing around a microphone. But we're looking for really the, the congregation's voice, like the house mic, so to speak, yeah. uh, from the church so that we can mix that in. So traditionally with a live recording, you'd have a couple house mics in the room and you'd capture just one location singing right. where we're just thinking it would be cool if we had – Churches represented from every every state, maybe every country. You know, all different age people, all different uh, ethnicities. We just want to mix everything together. It's kind of that revelation idea. You know, every tribe, tongue, nation will one day be joined together, singing before the throne. Why not? Why not start that now? And with our technology, it mix it all together. Yeah, that's cool. So when the full album comes out, it'll have hundreds, if not thousands, of churches on it. Yeah, I mean the. The options are endless. It, it really comes down to people's schedules and um, their ability to record and turn it in. But it's uh, we've tried to make it a pretty seamless process. So you can literally upload your track right on our website, and it, it gets turned directly into our our server where we can access it and, and get it mixed in. And where would you say the stems are available? So all the stems are available on Loop Community and Multitracks. Okay. Um, Occasionally, they've been featured featured tracks where they've offered free downloads. I don't believe, well, not knowing when this podcast will come out, there's no way to know if um, if they're available for free currently, mm -hmm. but they're definitely available on their websites to, to access and purchase. Very cool. Um, do you think you'll end up doing like multiple volumes of this? Yes. So we found that in the process of this, um, again, we're just, I mean, we're learning as we go, and it's just a new idea. Uh, but through through our website, not only were people turning in congregational vocals, but some people misunderstood the process and literally turned in brand new songs. Um, but it gave us the idea of, well, hey, what if we not only took songs that were written by, you know, what I'd consider some of the best hymn writers of our day, but what if we mixed it on the next project, some songs that were written in local churches around the country? Um, it's there's so many churches releasing new music and some would, would say there's a lot of noise and it's hard for songs to break through because so many people are releasing new songs. But I found that in most, most 10 song projects from these local churches, there's usually one song that stands out and uh, it does have that it factor on it in a sense. Yeah. So we're, I don't know. We're just open to, to trying something new in the next project and incorporating uh, songs like that. You know, try, we just want to be a, a spotlight that shines on on areas where we see God moving and um, think that could be a way we could do it. So where is the um, instrumentation recorded? Um, we <clears throat> we started working with a, a, a producer and a worship leader named Andrew Berkthold that lives here in Nashville. 
And he's he's worked under so three years ago, um, he was in a sense starting out, but he was interning under a, a well-known producer named Ed Cash for a time, and mm-hmm. worked with a, a number like a mixing engineer and another producer named Ted T. So he has a lot of experience serving underneath um, some legendary producers in our genre. And uh, we just were able to connect with him, and he loved the vision, and he really spearheaded this project. And um, I mean, I can't imagine the hours that he put into this project. So he he handled all the recording of the instrumentation and uh, the lead vocals, and even did some uh, congregational vocal recordings that were at churches near Nashville that um, raised their hand and wanted to be a part of it. Because we were local, we were able to join some churches here to do that. But since since recording this, I mean, he's worked on uh, the programming side uh, on, on a, the latest Bethel project and um, did a lot of programming on the latest Chris Tallman project. So he's a he's a talented producer uh, and again a younger guy that that knows the the current sound in this space. So you said the the first um, single is even louder, right? Even louder, yes. And does that one already have the vocals on it? From it different... yeah, that one's that one's done. It's got uh, several churches mixed in there, um, and it's. I mean, there's a lot of spontaneous moments within because with the with the tracking of the churches, um, we wanted to let people be as free as possible and just really experience the song. So you'll hear, you'll hear some, uh, just spontaneous moments of praise throughout, and they're really from different different locations and um i mean i'm i'm personally ecstatic about it and just to watch again other worship leaders release the song and even more recently we've had a hip-hop artist that used the chorus of the song and uh, released it on his hip-hop project uh his name is Stephen malcolm um so it's just i don't know it, it's been fun to watch this grow and uh watch the song spread and the beautiful thing is there's nine more songs to go so I, I think that there's going to be opportunity for similar things in the next nine. So what's the next one? It's not determined yet. That's a great question. Okay. It really depends on the involvement we get. How many? Um, I mean, even louder was the first one because we got the most uh, most tracks turned in yeah. to finish that. Um, if if we don't get a big response, then maybe maybe no more. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, uh, we gotta. We gotta make sure that we. Uh, sorry about that. I just fell off my desk. Uh, we gotta make sure we get the proper amount of uh, of vocals to mix in here. So if I go on the side, I can choose which song I want to do. Yeah, I mean, you'll be able to hear the songs. They're available to stream right on the site, and there's a a button right in the middle of the site that says "Join Now, Get Recording Assets," and that will actually send you an immediate response with the different. Uh, asset you need or want to uh, be a part of this. So tell everybody what, what the website is. The website's thechurchwillsing.com. And it, it really just came out of the church has always been a singing church, and the church will always be a singing church. So we just kind of uh, jumped off of that. We thought it was a good, good reminder, in a sense, the church will sing. So where do you hope it, like, like past the – the album recording, where would it, where would it go after that? You know, we really just hope that the songs are, are used by churches and that they really are a blessing. Like we believe they are. Um, we are trying to be 
a platform uh, to launch songs. And uh, there's so many so many places that people go to find new songs, and we want to be we want to be one of those places. Uh, we really believe in the the worship leader and songwriters that we work with, and and the artists from our roster that are writing uh, specifically for congregational worship. Uh, we we really believe that they're gifted and called to do that, and we just want to uh, do our best to, to lift them up and let them be heard. And so, how many voices do you think are on the track even louder so far? How many voices? I have no way of knowing. I'd I'd have to ask the producer. It's I would say thousands. Thousands. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So say uh say my church or my home church um submits their recording is it listed like all the, the participant participating churches? No, the the cool thing is we really we're trying to flip everything upside down on this. So everything from the lead singer on the tracks to the churches involved um everybody willingly wanted to be uh left out of the spotlight so oh, to speak. Wow. So there, there are songs that honestly are being launched by the church. Yeah. Versus, you know, there's no. Here I am talking on a podcast, but there's no major marketing plan for this. There's no. Um, it's just. It again stemmed out of questioning how we do all this, and we definitely have some great resources and tools at a record label to launch songs, but um, it's it's an experiment. Yeah. So that sounds super organic. I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I guess nobody can say you're doing it for the wrong reason, then, right? I hope. I hope not. <laughs> Man, that's cool. Um, well, I was gonna say, is there gonna be any videos of it? But then I guess that would kind of go against the the point of being anonymous, right? Yeah. So there's lyric videos gotcha. that, that have the chord charts in the corner, etc. Um, and we've encouraged, I mean, along the way, we encourage churches to put up videos. I mean, it's great if people want to put up their own videos, but uh, there really is no artist involved in this. It's, um, I mean, to step back into a music business idea, I mean, there's a lot of like bands that have these film and TV type things where they're not really bands, but they're releasing music and they're getting in TV shows and all this, but they have to create some sort of entity or platform and Although we're not trying to model ourselves after that, looking in from the outside or looking back on it all, I'm like, hey, we're kind of, it's it's almost like a fictitious band. It's it's uh, it's literally the same people that are playing on most of the worship albums you hear these days. Yeah, uh, they're they're playing on this album, and um, so it it's gonna sound fresh and sound like what people are used to in the the worship world, um, but. I mean, there's, you're not going to see a, well, I, I, I'll eat my words. I was going to say, you're not going to see a church will sing tour, you know? Yeah. Not, <laughs> there's, there's, they're not taking this, or it's not a big merch idea or or the like. It's really uh, genuinely a, a way to lift up songs and see them spread. That's cool. So what else has been going on with um, Curb Word Music? Curb Word, uh, across our roster, we just had uh, a new album released from For King Country, which is, is pretty exciting. Um, they're, I think this week they're going out on an international tour through Australia and, and New Zealand, I believe. Uh, Francesca Battistelli just released a new album. 
um, specifically in the, the worship side of things. She released a song on there that's uh, been near and dear to her heart called Defender. Um, that seems to be a, a quick growing uh, worship tune. And uh, Meredith Andrews is in the process of releasing new songs. And so as of today, when we're recording this uh, podcast, she has out a song called A Million Saints that, that was written with uh, Phil Wickham and, and a couple other friends. And really is, I feel like she's known for, you know, that opening song spot with Open Up the Heavens. It seems like it's been a song that has just lasted for years and years. And uh, A Million Saints to me has that same feel. Uh, and it has a, a global church calling on it in a sense. And then uh, she also released a song called Faith and Wonder, which is uh, co-written. And actually, uh, they had two worship leaders from Upper Room Worship out to record it when we did it live here in Nashville. Uh, so that's a song that uh, we talk about songs growing. I've just watched, in the two weeks that it's been out, I've watched it start to travel uh, throughout churches all over the place just i've seen videos pop up left and right with people using the song so it seems like people are really connecting with that one yeah so um with everything just rapidly changing over the last like 10 years like where do you where do you see music going in the worship world like i I noticed um maybe a couple weeks ago air one made an announcement that they're switching from um like the the edgier ccm to to worship correct yeah so so where do where do you see everything you know from a behind the scenes point where do you see everything moving towards hey i think if you ask 10 people in this town where everything's going i think you'll get 10 different answers Uh, i can tell you that i believe and have believed for a while that what we consider worship music today really is becoming the sound of what we've always considered ccm or uh Christian entertainment almost. I I really believe that worship music, as we understand it, um, is going to fill more of the space within Christian music. Mm -hmm. And that that might, again, take different sonic spaces of when we talk about worship music, that goes everywhere from a more organic sounding, like United Pursuit type thing to uh, jumping around uh, Hillsong Young and Free. I, I feel like it covers a whole... Uh, group of genres in a sense mm-hmm. where it seems like that's filling the gaps in uh, the Christian music space. Um, so I, I mean, I'm excited about it. I think it's uh, I think it's a great thing and I think we're moving in a great direction, but I think again, you get several different answers to that from people that are living in different spaces amongst the industry. Yeah, it's definitely a loaded question. <laughs> I, I, I try to ask it to pretty much everyone and, and yeah. um it's everybody has a different perspective some people have um almost kind of a a negative um they're they're kind of worried about the direction and then other people are super optimistic about the direction you know um but, yeah i mean i just i go back to you look at consumption and where what people are listening to and it's i, I don't like to call people that listen to worship music fans but but I will. The fans have spoken, you know, the, yeah. the, the listeners have spoken and they're consuming uh, that style of music at much higher rates than a lot of the traditional things that we've considered Christian music. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't mean that that's ending. It's just 
I think that you're going to see, um, I think you're going to see more growth in the worship space. And really it's all a semantics thing too, in a sense, not to get too deep on it, but worship being a genre is kind of a, a loaded thing too. Yeah. I, I mean, um, I, I, that's why I keep talking in terms of congregational worship, because I, I think that worship in the church, I mean, if you look what the Bible talks about with singing, there's a vertical aspect of we're singing to God. But all through the Psalms over and over and over again, uh, David was, I'll, I'll praise you, God, and he's responding. But then in the book of Ephesians, there's a part of worshiping through song that we often don't talk about, which is singing to each other, that it's a, it's actually a tool to build up the church and to help us to remember important things about who God is and what God has done. Um, and then the, there's also the evangelistic aspect of music, which um, in Corinthians, it talked about how, you know, people were singing and praising and, and, uh, you know, some of would bow down and say, truly God is am among you. And so I think that people can look on and see something holy in our songs as well. Um, but I don't know. It's, I don't know if any of that made sense. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Beyond saying that I don't think anything that I just mentioned shows a genre of music. I think it, it shows the, the musical aspect of singing in the church as a, a participatory thing and a congregational thing. Yeah. So. I see things getting more and more authentic. It's funny because your project, it doesn't get much more authentic than that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I hope so. Again, every, everything anybody does here on this earth, it seems like it's tainted with some, some bit of sin. Right. Right. So, uh, we all try to be faithful and, uh, I, I pray day in and day out that, um, you know, God will protect us and, and keep our, our visions and uh, motives pure. Okay, so just to kind of recap, if you're listening and you want to get involved, basically Jonathan's saying that any church can get involved. You just need to go to the website. And say the website again. It's thechurchwillsing.com. Is there a YouTube? Yeah, we, we're actually trying to keep a lot of stuff We've gone back and forth. So, again, we're still figuring all this out. Mm -hmm. Again, no great marketing plan. Whoops. But um, right now, our mindset is to just keep things all under the word worship music umbrella. Mm -hmm. So Instagram, Twitter, all that. Um, we're just funneling back through word worship music. Okay. Uh, because, again, the church will sing really isn't a band. Right. Um, right. It's not. There, there's nobody that's going to be tweeting from there or messaging from there to keep in touch with. So they can definitely interact with us if they go to wordworshipmusic.com or uh, I think Instagram is where our team spends most of the time mm -hmm. just doing behind the scenes stuff. So if there's if there's new church will sing updates, we'll always put them there. And then they can download the lyrics. And then you said there's lyric videos too, right? Yeah, all the tools they'll need, they can access at the churchwillsing.com. Right in the middle of the page, there's instructions for worship leaders. There's instructions for sound engineers um, they can access. And there's even the producer's email if there's any questions that weren't clear on there. Uh, he's He's been so gracious as to answer questions along the way for anybody that uh, wants to go deeper. This might be a loaded question too, but does anybody get turned away? We have not turned away one one recording we've received. Awesome. So it's not like an audition. It's not like competition oh. or anything. It's a it's a unified project. Yeah, I mean every every single ver uh, 
every, every single track turned in might not be as loud in the mix. Yeah. But everything is mixed in that we receive. That's awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of our listeners will be very keen to get involved with that. Man, I hope so. Because people are constantly talking about like, hey, how can we turn in songs or how can we participate, you know? And I, I think I think it's going to be an awesome thing. Yeah. I'm glad we got to connect and chat through this stuff. And I'm uh, looking forward to hearing more of your podcasts in the future.